0: Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in weird AF
1: news. Aw, yeah. A Navy admiral is under investigation for offering free hugs, twister games, and having a margarita machine in his office. Over 40 ice cream trucks are being seized in a New York City ice cream truck crackdown. And a researchers are saying that dodgeball isn't just problematic, it's an unethical tool of oppression. These are the weird stories for today. Wednesday, this is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. Let's do some weird stories, guys. A Navy admiral is under investigation for free hugs, twister games, and a margarita machine that was installed in his office. This guy's just trying to have a good time in the... In the Navy. <laughs> it's boring in the Navy. Give the guy a margarita machine. What's wrong with you? He served our country, right? Newport, Rhode Island, also known as Noopy. The military is investigating the president of the U.S. Naval War College on allegations that he spent excessively. He abused his hiring authority and otherwise behaved inappropriately, including keeping a margarita machine in his office. I don't know you could buy one of those for your home, by the way. That's pretty outstanding. I love margaritas so much. I like mine rocks, not frozen. Those margarita, margarita machines that I've seen, it's frozen. So if you, if, you, if you dig frozen, then that margarita machine is what you want in your office right next to your desk. <laughs> what is this, Google? You can't just have a margarita machine in your office. Google has, like, beer taps and shit. I mean, I've heard the stories. Facebook as well. I knew someone that worked at Facebook. She's like, you could just get up and go get a beer and sit down at your desk. No problem. Well, you know, hey, maybe in the military they're trying to change their rules here. This guy's trying to set a precedent that, hey, let's not take our job so seriously. Get a margarita in the middle of the day before you do your training. <laughs> so multiple current and former employees told the AP they, they have serious concerns about this Admiral Jeffrey Harley's conduct, after all, he is the leader of an elite school that grooms future admirals and generals. dozens of emails and documents obtained show the college has struggled to make payroll under his leadership. They spent about seven hundred and twenty five thousand dollars annually on raises while facing an annual shortfall of five million dollars or more i always i can't I can never feel bad for the military's financial situation. I just can't. When you look at the amount of money that's allocated to the military in you know, in the light of our entire budget, like the u s. budget, look at the pie chart. Look at how much is allocated to the military. It's I, I don't feel bad for you, military. Oh, we struggle to make payroll. Well, that's your screw up is what's going on because you're you're given more money than everybody put together. It's ridiculous. And it, you know, I gotta say. It's such as margarita machines that money's going to. I mean, the stupidity of the of the uh, the money flow in the military. I mean, they're buying like five hundred million dollar planes in batches of, you know, a hundred, and then they just sit on the tarmac and rust. It's ridiculous. This guy Harley has also sent a series of emails to hundreds of students, faculty, and staff that raised eyebrows, including he was offering free hugs and games of Twister in his office. That's just a guy that's trying to make friends. Come on. <laughs> hey, this is your admiral speaking. He gets on the loudspeaker. This is your admiral speaking. If anybody is in the need in, in need of a free hug, just come down to my office. And by the way, we're gonna be playing Twister after lunch. If you'd like to come down. We have to play games of trust if we're gonna work as a sturdy unit together. <laughs> In an interview with the media last month, apparently this guy Harley blamed the financial strain on the Navy not fully funding new missions that the college has taken on. What new missions are those, sir? Your Twister missions? He's like, shit. Wait, I need money to form my my beer pong tournament. That's our next mission. <laughs> Well, this guy's refusing to answer questions about his margarita machine allegations. He says he won't discuss his investigation on the Twister games. He says that's Navy business. But I think you'd be surprised to know that on any given day, about 85 officers are actually under investigation, he said. 85? Where did you get this number, sir? It's very specific. I think you're just trying to throw us off the scent of your free hug mission. <laughs> Illegal ice cream trucks are being seized in a New York City crackdown. Yeah, that's right. Cracking down on these ice cream trucks. The city began seizing over 40 ice cream trucks in what's called Operation Meltdown after the operators of these trucks have violated traffic laws and then evaded fines for over a decade. Why? Why Operation Meltdown? Summer's here. These kids are going to need this ice cream. Well, the operators were handing out popsicles from 2009 to 2017, racking up 22,000 summonses and nearly $4.5 million in fines for traffic violations all the while, the city said. The operators have been cited for running red lights, parking near fire hydrants, and blocking crosswalks, among other things. Here's a quote from the city's corporation council. We all know from common experience that ice cream trucks are magnets for children. Well, in order to protect this particularly vulnerable category of pedestrians, our traffic laws must be strictly enforced. Now, in order to get away with not paying these fines, the ice cream truck operators created dozens of what are called shell companies, and they systematically re-registered their trucks at the DMV under the names of different corporations in order to avoid paying these fines. By the time the city's finance department would try to collect on a debt, there would be no trace of the company because they dissolved it and started a new company, according to the press release. The city's filed a lawsuit against these offenders, who owe more than $10,000 in judgments or unpaid fines. Where was that, that million-dollar number coming from? $4.5 in fines for traffic violations, it says. De Blasio said, no New Yorker is above the law, especially ice cream trucks. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He said, I like ice cream, but not these trucks. No New Yorker is above the, above the law, especially those who try to ignore public safety laws and create dangerous situations for pedestrians, bikers, and drivers. That includes you, ice cream trucks, driving like maniacs all over the city, running red lights, running stop signs. What do you think this is? You can't park anywhere you want. How many children have these ice cream t- trucks parked on top of? <laughs> I once heard a story when I was living in New York City that these ice cream trucks are gangster. That the different ice cream truck uh, companies fight for, like they battle for turf. This is what I heard. I don't know if it's true, but I heard that like murder was involved, that they would they would shoot at each other over this over the the turf fighting. <laughs> How dare you sell creamsicles on the corner of Fourteenth and Washington Square Park? Blast, blast, like that kind of shit. This is what I heard. I don't know if it's true. It's touchy business, this ice cream truck business <laughs> I gotta say, and well it might it might be difficult to find an ice cream cone this summer in New York City, just f y i because they're cracking down they're taking these ice cream trucks off the streets. Sorry guys, you're gonna have to go to a bodega, get yourself uh do you guys like Italian ices? I just love them a cherry or a watermelon italian ice i'm in I'm in heaven, that little stick that you use to scrape it up, oh man, and when the bottom crystallizes oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or am I a crazy person? I just want to know if anybody shared the same childhood experiences as I did. Enjoying an Italian ice on a hot summer day. Oh, boy. Take me back, baby. Playing wiffle ball in the backyard. Anybody? Anybody have this experience? (laughs) (laughs) Researchers are saying that dodgeball is a tool of oppression. Oh, boy. The article begins by saying the moral problem is that dodgeball encourages students to aggressively single others out for dominance and to enjoy that dominance as victory. Well, in case you're living under a cactus and you don't know what uh, dodgeball is, or maybe, you're, maybe you live in a different country where you don't have dodgeball. It's a game where a large rubber ball is thrown. If you're hit by this rubber ball, you are, you are eliminated from the game. That's basically the uh, gist of it. And it's played in school. Well, I shouldn't say just school because I know there are adult softball, I mean, sorry, dodgeball leagues as well. And the movie Dodgeball is one of my favorites. This article, though, is is got an angle. In, uh... Apparently, it's a bunch of academics from Van, uh, that are gathering in Vancouver for the annual Congress of the Humanities and Social Sciences They're going to present papers on everything from child marriage to why dodgeball is problematic. Seems like a waste of public money to me, these kinds of studies. Just ridiculous. The amount of stupid studies going on. I keep coming across them. The games children play in schoolyards are famously horrible, the article says, if you stop and think about them. Tag. The game of tag, for example. Oh, let's see what they... How do you just... How do you badmouth the game of tag? Let's hear what they have to say. <laughs> Ridiculous. The game of tag, for example, it singles out one poor participant, often the slowest child among them. Is it? Is it often the slowest child? Everybody gets to be it when you play tag. Do you not know how to play tag? As the dehumanized it. <laughs> this is, they make it sound like it's a horror movie. Tag, the horror movie, coming to theaters. (laughs) Joey was it, Joey was slow, and Joey was it for a long time. Watch what Joey does to tag someone else in the new movie, the horrible Tag. (laughs) This is crazy. The dehumanized it who runs vainly in pursuit of the quicker ones. Capture the flag is militaristic, they say. (laughs) stupid British Bulldog has obvious jingoistic colonial themes Red Ass known in America as Butts Up involves deliberate imposition of corporal punishment on losers I never played Red Ass that sounds like some prison shit but none of these games rouse the passions of reform-minded educational progressives quite like Dodgeball the team sport in which players throw balls at each other trying to hit their competitors and banish them to the sidelines of shame (laughs) the sidelines of shame I know I can't tell you how many times I was on the sideline and I just couldn't stop crying. (laughs) Because the sideline of shame was just a horrible place to find myself. Oh, the shame! When the Canadian Society for the Study of Education meets in Vancouver at the Congress of the Humanities and Social Sciences... Education theorists will argue that dodgeball is not only problematic in the modern sense of displaying hierarchies of privilege based on athletic skill, but that it is outright miseducative. <laughs> you're just un- you're just an unreasonable person, is what this is all about. <laughs> if you, <laughs> oh man, I mean it's just well, I mean so, so first of all, this is what's going on. You got academics are trying to justify their position. Well, in a hierarchy, by the way. So, you really are, uh, you know, talk about calling the kettle black here. You are in an academic world where hierarchy is everything. And in order to maintain your hierarchy, you have to get funded for ridiculous studies like this. So, these people themselves are displaying hierarchical privilege based on academic skill and all that shit. So, like, look at... (laughs) Hold a mirror up to yourself first of all. Second of all, if you if you if you can't just view dodgeball as a sport like any other, you're an unreasonable idiot. I'm sorry, you just are. You know, you can you can put this you can find you know displays of privilege and skill etc and just about everything. You know, I mean this is like What are we going to ban Connect Four from schools? Is that what's happening? I mean, it's just... They go on to say that dodgeball is not just unhelpful to the development of kind and gentle children who will become decent citizens of a liberal democracy. It is actively actively harmful in the process, they say. Dodgeball is a tool of oppression. Oh, boy. Look, man, competition in sport is something that exists in the world. It's all over the place. And... You can choose to participate in it or you can choose not to. If you do choose to participate in it and get a thrill out of it, such as I do, you should be allowed to. No one should dictate what I can and cannot participate in, which is what they're trying to set a precedence for. Hey, here's the data. Perhaps we should eliminate sports from uh, schools, et cetera, et cetera. This is what they're trying to set up, as you can see, by these ridiculous studies. <laughs> hey... An argument could be made that, you know, your child shouldn't be subjected to dodgeball. Fine. Your your child should not have to participate. I don't know. I haven't been in school in a long time. I'd imagine now there's a system where if you don't want to participate in certain activities such as dodgeball, you do not have to. That's your prerogative. That's your parents' prerogative. Sure. That's reasonable. What isn't reasonable is to impose this philosophy that being hit by a ball in a competitive atmosphere is dehumanizing. Context is everything. If I'm walking down the street and I'm not, I haven't agreed to participate in a competitive activity, I'm walking down the street and I'm smashed in the face by a ball, that is dehumanizing in that context. (laughs) But in the dodgeball arena, being hit with the ball is not dehumanizing. You're This is quite a reach. Being Sitting on the sidelines of shame is a bit of a reach. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys disagree. Feel free to reach out to Weird AF News with your take on this. 646-450-2012 or you can email me. funnyjones at gmail.com Perhaps you have a child that's spent a lot of hours on the sidelines of shit dodgeball shame. <laughs> and it's just ruined them as a human being, and they're now incapable of leaving their bedroom. Call and tell me about this. I can suggest a few things for you. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I have to leave and go to my fight club. Got a lot of response about the trans-abled article that I covered. And uh, I appreciate you guys reaching out. Megan wrote, Hey, Jonesy, just listened to your story on the lady who blinded herself on purpose. I've heard this story before. It always gets me going on a rant. When I was in grade seven, my vision began to get blurry and I had migraines. Got so bad to the point where I had to start using a a cane to get around. Okay, fast forward. I'm 17 years old now and I have a guide dog. So as you can probably tell, my whole life has changed because of my vision and I face obstacles every day around my blindness. Basically, I'm just saying that I didn't choose to be blind and neither has many other blind people. So count your blessings because you never know when things can change. Talk soon. Megan and her guide dog, Luca. Marvelous. And, you know, so Megan and Michael also called me. Michael's blind and he had a take on it as well. And, I mean, basically the take is this, these people are, are have mental a mental disorder. To blind yourself on purpose, these transabled people, and it's very, very sad. And I agree. Thank you for reaching out, Megan. I, I specifically asked for somebody to reach out who happens to be disabled, not blind per se, but and give a take on this. And uh, I appreciate that. Shout out to someone named Tina, and I can't pronounce your last name, but it's spelled the G P A P P, Gapap, Gap, Pap. I'm guessing. I have no idea. She says, I listen to your podcast and you're just as crazy as me. Thank you. I love to be called crazy. That's a compliment. Oh, yeah. Melissa Ketcherside emailed me. Hello, all the way from St. Louis. My husband and I listen to your podcast on our Alexa every morning and love your outlook on weird news. Keep it up. Keep it weird, Jonesy. Keep it weird. And she sent me an article. Love it. I love to get your emails. Mr. Kellen emailed me. With a question, do you research and see if it's true that all primary religions, Hinduism, Muslim, Buddhism, derive from Christianity? Please fact check me. Well, Hinduism certainly doesn't. But Western religions, from my understanding, Mr. Kellen, uh, derive from uh, the Old Testament. So uh, that would be Judaism, Christianity, and uh, Islam. Hinduism, Buddhism, the Eastern religions are do not derive from the Old Testament and they are uh they seem to be much older as well uh Hinduism certainly. If you actually dig a little deeper, which I have because I'm fascinated by world religions, uh you will find these things go way back to egypt and, and even they find their roots in even older uh cultures but um yeah fascinating world religions i've I've looked into this many times uh i I kind of nerd out a little bit on stuff like this. Uh, listen, you guys can ask me questions. I can't always answer them uh, with the same academic uh, accuracy as some professionals, but you know I give it a go. Uh, and I like to hear from you, obviously, especially on some of these, uh, you know, these issues that are a little controversial, uh, such as the transabled people. So thanks for reaching out. As always, you can do so uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at funny Jones on Facebook. It's comedian Jonesy, and the oh check out the Patreon. Yep. Yeah, Patreon.com slash weird AF News. Uploading a bonus episode today with my buddy comedian Dave Neal. So that'll be fun. The bonus episode, what's that, Jonesy? Well, it's over an hour of stories from the previous month that I never got to. Like the B sides. Because I normally I will save like you know so many stories, but then I only do three a day. So what's left over, I save them and do a bonus episode. So and there's some weird shit in there. Trust me. All of it's weird. Patreon.com slash Weird News. I'm running out of coffee, so please do so. Get on there. Get Jonesy a couple bucks a month. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Yay! Ah!
0: Hey, Jonesy. It's Bobby Ray. Want to let you know. Love your show, Jonesy. Keep it up. You are the best news delivery system that I've ever heard. Catch you later, Jonesy. (laughs) Jonesy, I had to call you again. This one's just for you, bro, just so you could get a laugh. I was just thinking about that story you said, the Canadian Mounted Police, right? And you were wondering, like, yeah, I would think they're supposed to be mounted and on horses and whatever. You know what I thought when you said that, bro? came to my mind, you've seen that commercial where, I don't know if it's a gas commercial or whatever, but the the guy's supposed to be like, I guess like a centaur, he's half human, half motorcycle, and he says, it's motor, I'm a motor, or whatever the hell he says, right? And he's like a dude on top and a a fucking motorcycle on the bottom. What if the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police were riding those? They could still be Mounted Police. Binding motors. (laughs) That would be crazy, bro. I want to make a commercial about that. That would be hilarious. All right, man. Out. Hey, Jonesy. Ramblin' Gen X are here. And just finished listening to your episode about the trans-abled. And, well, well, I guess I'm I'm podcast-abled. Because I can't really go very long without listening to a podcast like weird af news or or recording my own on anchor.fm and cuz cuz i guess if i wait too long i get some sort of itchiness and flakiness down between my big toe and the toe next to it on my right foot. So, yeah, that's that's like a thing. Kill every bug in your home including spiders. Once when i was just moved out of my house. I had an apartment with my cousin, I had a basement basement bedroom. I was going downstairs with just a towel on. I had let a spider live in my room for a little while, and I kept seeing him getting bigger and bigger. So anyway, last I had seen him, he was on the ceiling. I threw my towel over my closet door, and uh was, I don't know, get, about to get dressed, realized I needed to dry off a little more. I put the towel back around me, and... uh felt something watery, like water dripping down the side of my ass, and reached down inside the towel to dry it, and I realized, oh, it must be a lint ball, so I grabbed it and started to roll it up in my fingers, just to find that it was probably a quarter-sized spider, and I was rolling his body up, and his little legs up, yeah, I freaked out, and spent the next two hours looking at my ass in the mirror to make sure he didn't lay eggs, all right, man, talk to you later. Hey, Jones, it's Michael calling from Iowa City. And I'm calling in regards to your story about trans-abled people. Uh, These are people who don't feel that they belong in their own bodies to some way, and they want to become disabled by their own choice or their own volition. And I just think that I have to tell you that, uh, for your listeners, I am legally blind at this point. I've got a genetic eye disease, and I've slowly become blind uh, over the last 10 years or so. It's happened slowly to the point where I'm legally blind now, and I can tell you that of all your senses, you would not want to lose your vision. So for someone to to choose to become disabled, that is just nuts. The people that clearly uh, have this sort of thing are clearly mentally disabled, and for someone like in your story to choose to become blind and to have a psychologist assist them by pouring acid in their eyes, they should be barred from practicing, they should lose their medical licensing, and they should probably be charged uh, in criminal ways and do time in jail. Um, Losing your vision is the worst possible thing to have happen to a person as far as their senses. And uh n- no one would want that, believe me, I can tell you. Uh I can sit down on the city bus, and if someone sat down across from me, I can't tell them. So it could be my own daughter, and I wouldn't even know it was her sitting across from me. And believe me, that uh, just makes me want to cry. Uh, I-, I could have grandchildren here someday. My son's going to have uh, a child with his wife, and, and I'm not going to be able to see that child's face very well it's extremely sad and for someone to want that for themselves is extremely disturbing um i can tell you that uh i'm politically sensitive to people's wants and desires and if they want to do something with their own body i'm like you and feel that they should be able to do what what they want but for this they're clearly mentally ill and for someone to assist them in disabling themselves that should be a criminal act Uh, I feel sorry I face people that feel this way, but um, that they want to do this to themselves, but it's just wrong, and and I would say they are clearly mentally ill. Um, I'm with you on the way you're thinking about this, Jonesy, and and I'm just sorry that anyone would want to feel that way or do themselves. They clearly have some sort of body dysmorphia, and uh, I I just uh, think that this is wrong. I'm politically correct about most things, but this is just going way too far, and I'm just going to have to call people out on this one and say that they need medical health, mental health uh, assistance. So um, that's my two cents on that one. And uh, I'm sorry if I'm not being politically correct on that.